Welcome to the Hidden Wire podcast, episode 1075. My interview with Andrew Daniel discussing his new book, Awaken to Your True Self. Enjoy. Hey, Andrew, welcome to the Hidden Wire podcast. Great to have you here today. Thanks for having me. Andrew Daniel, we've got some interesting work here, mate, and a new book out as well, Awaken to Your True Self, very aligned with the theme here at the Hidden Wire podcast. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a tremendous undertaking and it's helped a lot of people, so I'm uh, glad to be here talking about it. I can see a copy in your bookshelf in the background there, <laughs> nicely placed. So what uh, what is your work, mate? How long have you been working in the um, in this space? Oh, well, uh, personally, probably about 15 years, professionally, about a decade. Okay. And what got you? So what, what is your work exactly? Sort of helping people, heal people? Yeah, so I, I basically use a, an approach called cinesomatics where I use video and movement to help people actually discover the hidden why. And this hidden why is about why they're getting the results they're getting in their life, why right. they keep creating the same thing, why they haven't been able to achieve what they've wanted to achieve, whatever it is. And so yeah. I help people uh, discover what that is through the body. So what, through movement then? You mean? Yes. Yes. So I watch people move and the subconscious uh, – the subconscious information from their movement actually reveals the internal mental, emotional, and spiritual orientation they have in their life. Okay. Is this a new field of study? I mean, where did you come across this? What did you call it? Cinesomatics. C-I-N-E-S-O-M-A-T-I-C-S. Right. Yeah, it changed my life. I mean, it was – I've been doing self-help, personal development for eight years Mm-hmm. And uh, it got results, but um, it didn't quite break me through. And once I realized that the stuff up here in my head uh, didn't match what was showing up in my body and the results I got in my life, this embodiment piece changed everything. So you were walking into self-development yourself to self-heal and find yes. your purpose and things like that. So, okay, so you um, – what started that journey with feeling lost in life? What was the story there? Well, I had warts as a kid, and so I was bullied and made fun of, and I struggled a lot in school and social situations since I was about five or six. And when I was a teenager, I was really depressed. Uh, I fantasized about revenge and suicide, and it was a really dark time. Mm-hmm. And from there... I decided either I end my life or I do whatever it takes to figure this out, how to be happy, how to have a great life. And so that is the primary thing that set me on that journey. Okay. So in your 20s, started that self-improvement journey? 18. (laughs) 18, early, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just went into self-development, tried to self-improve, but couldn't quite get the breakthrough that you were looking for. And then this, what did you say, embodiment? Yeah, embodiment. What do you mean by that? So my specific use of the word embodiment is literally our beliefs, our ideas, our way of being in the world is actually found in the body. 
And so rather than just having an idea of ourselves, our body actually has the truth of ourselves, how we actually show up in the world. And that difference uh, really you know, blew my mind. It changed everything. Okay. How did you come across this? So the primary idea of movement revealing this stuff was through a mentor. Actually, the uh, second time I was homeless, I was introduced to uh, my mentor by a friend. And uh, yeah, and then the rest, the rest was history. And then it was about five years of doing really confronting, deep, profound healing, shadow work really facing all of my inner demons that I had no idea were even there. Okay. Just by studying your own movement? Uh, yeah, and getting feedback on my movement. And oh, so reflecting. getting someone else to observe? Yeah. How do you do that? Like, do you, is it like acting? Do you get up and they just say move your body or like do they just observe you day to day? Yeah, it's uh, mostly the first one. And so we have different diagnostics, different assessments. Uh, one thing we do with dancing, another we do archetypes. So we'll say, all right, show me the archetype of this, of making money, of being successful, of being on your purpose, of relating to a partner. And we record that and then we play that video back so the participant and the facilitators can see all of that subconscious data on the video for themselves. Okay, right, gotcha. So what you're looking at is for the subconscious movements that perhaps you otherwise wouldn't think about or pick up. Obviously, you're not looking at yourself every day in a video reel, are you? Well, in these days, maybe you are a bit more. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very powerful. It can be very confronting for people. Um, there's a lot of people that don't like looking at themselves. Uh, but how you do one thing is how you do anything. And so that's, that's the primary kind of crux of what makes it all work is that the way you move in your body is also the way you move throughout your life. Right. And it's a way you're moving subconsciously. Exactly. Do you, is this cinematics um, something that you've created then through yes. the own process? Okay. So it's unique to your, your field basically. What, what can we expect? Awaken to your true self. By picking up this book, how is this going to help someone have that breakthrough that perhaps they're looking for? Because you sort of, the subtitle is why you're still stuck and then how to break through. Yes. Yeah, so this is a big book. It's a very comprehensive guide on getting unstuck and waking up to the truth of who we really are. And this is a book that I wrote from my own experience. The things that I write in this book aren't theories. They're things that have actually in my life and in all of my clients' lives been the thing or one of the things that helped them break through. And so this book is really for people who are already self-aware, who have done some amount of work, who have some level of awareness of what's going on in their lives, and yet despite all of the traditional therapy or even holistic and alternative therapies, maybe even spiritual transformational work, they're still stuck. And so this right. is a book for those people that despite all of the stuff they've already done, for some reason, they just still haven't broke through. And those yeah. are the things found in this book. Many people still stuck after, you know, many yeah. years of, yeah. Yeah, that was me. It was you. 
Why is that? They just need to get to the right spot, or yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, it's it's a well, that's why I wrote a whole book about it. Yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of things. Um, some of the biggest things are, as I said earlier, the stuff is in their heads; they get it in their mind, but it's not actually showing up in the way they live their life. So that's one. There's stuff like the victim mentality, our own narcissism, our own avoidance of feeling. That's mm-hmm. probably one of the primary ones. People get into healing work because they feel bad. Their, their life sucks or it's just not great or where they want it to be. And so a lot of the work ends up being about avoiding the negative feelings, the negative emotions. And what I've realized is the opposite. You have to feel that stuff. You have to feel everything if you want to learn from it and break through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the traditional methods of self-improvement, et cetera, don't really help tap into that. Yeah, you get a lot of positive psychology that says, oh, just reframe it, spin it positive. Uh, you're, you're not struggling. You're just learning how to improve. The problem with a lot of this is that it's just telling a better story. Hmm. And a better story isn't reality. It yeah. isn't the truth. So it can be helpful, but it doesn't realize peace. So a lot of this stuff actually helps people, but it never gets them to awakening. It never gets them to actually, oh, things are okay. There's always that fixing. There's always that something else that isn't working. Hmm. Yeah. I had a question on that. So, yeah, okay. So people just got to get out of get out of their own way. What do you when you talk about you know? I guess the the positive self help stuff. I guess you have to be consistent with it. You have to keep doing it. Does that sort of sound familiar? I I take a completely different approach. I think the positive uh, self help psychology stuff can be very helpful for people in the beginning. People that are depressed and miserable and cynical and and skeptical and all of that stuff, very helpful. But eventually, after you've been on this journey for a while, it has an upper limit. It's like a crutch. It, it, it works to a point. And then when you reach that point, if you just keep doing more of it and, and bigger of it or better of it, you hit diminishing returns. Because again, it's not looking at reality for what it is. It's trying to approve upon reality so we don't feel bad. Mm. Could that, you know, the positive energy from that sort of work and, you know, the stories that we're telling ourselves over time lead to deeper changes? Yeah, absolutely. So I I think, again, it serves its purpose at some point, but it has an upper limit. So I got into it, you know, it got me out of depression once I realized, oh, my gosh, I can actually change myself. I'm not just this loser that all these kids at school thought I was. So yep. it absolutely serves a purpose. It's just not the end. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about this movement side of things. I mean, what obviously there's going to be a lot of information in the book and probably a lot of practical uh, advice people can take away. What can you share with us today about movement and how people could start to look at themselves to to tap into this deeper purpose? The foundational principle of how you do one thing is how you do anything mm. applies to the movement in 
in a way that really cements its practicality. Because let's say, for example, uh, someone struggles with receiving. And if you're listening, just imagine there's something that you perhaps are struggling with in your life. Just take a minute or two and demonstrate that with your body. Just use your body to express this archetypical idea. Let's say it's receiving. Let's say it's making money. Let's say it's talking to men or women, whatever it is. If you do this in front of a mirror or record yourself and there's this, there's an exercise that, uh, there's a chapter in the book that has this entire exercise uh, in greater detail. Mm -hmm. But if you just observe yourself moving and say, okay, well, does what I'm seeing in my movements look like how I think I look? And if it does, then it tells you that you are accurately uh, embodying this. Now, if it's functional or not, that's a different story. But if you observe yourself and what your movements are showing in the mirror, in the video, or from someone else is different, that tells you there's a disconnect. That tells you there's a distortion in your self-image and reality. Mm. And, from, a, and from there, you have that awareness. It's going to be a very hard thing to do to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and, and find that connection or disconnection. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, oftentimes we're, we're in our own box. We don't realize it. And so this is one of the elements I talk about in the book of you need feedback. Mm. You need to look at the external world and yeah. get feedback from it, whether it's by a facilitator or it's by your bank account or your results or what's actually showing up in your life. That is the only way that we can uh, uh, prevent ourselves from uh, living in a fantasy uh, or living in a and living in a distorted life. So we talk about the story we're telling ourselves about the life we're living. Are people stuck due to the story they're telling themselves? Yeah, that's, that's, that's chapter one. That's number one, where people have a story or many or thousands of stories about who they are, how the world is, how things are supposed to go, how things are going, how things went. And... For so many of us, those stories, A, are disempowering, hence the uh, positive psychology, which helps, but B, they're distorted. They're not necessarily true. They're inaccurate. Mm -hmm. And so, so many of us live a life based on lies, based on things that aren't even true. Is that, like, why is that created? Is this because that's what we want to believe? So we tell ourselves that and... Yeah, I mean, it, it. There's many reasons. Yeah. That's that's something that everybody does different. Yeah. Um, perhaps we have secondary gains, right? We have incentives to keep telling that disempowering story. Perhaps mm. we want to avoid responsibility. Uh, perhaps uh, we want to remain a victim and blame other people and not take accountability for our life. There's all these different reasons, and, and sometimes we just don't know. Sometimes we just grow up in an environment that is inherently distorted mm -hmm. and we just learn that as if that's how things are. Yeah. So that uh, that narrative that we're telling ourselves is, is a big, big thing to our lives. I mean, yeah, I'm just, I try to put myself in this situation and try to see, you know, is the story I'm telling myself real or not, but it's, it's hard to assess without going, I guess, spending some time on it really, isn't it? 
Yeah, and getting feedback. You know, because if you're telling a story to yourself that this is just how things are, like in life, but there's one person out in the world that that doesn't apply to, you know, you really have to start questioning um, that belief. That's mm. Um, so, I mean, these, these uh, stories that we're telling ourselves probably affect a lot of different parts of our lives. Maybe not every part, but, you know, every, every potentially part. the story affects our career or our relationships yeah. or our health. Yeah, because we have stories about all of those things. Yeah. Oh, well, this is just how the economy is. Oh, well, I'm just never going to be enough. And a lot of times we don't realize these are the stories because, like I said, we're just born into it. Mm. And... Those are the trickiest, the ones that we're born into and we don't have examples or reference points that disprove those. It's like, how are you ever going to know? And so yeah. a lot of people stay disempowered simply because they don't know any different. Yeah, yeah. I guess you see that probably a lot in the world. Um, the awareness piece, I mean, that's an important part to this journey, right? Well, that's what I've found in my journey the more aware you can become about your life and the stories, the better it is you're going to be able to navigate those things and maybe change those things. What is your thoughts on awareness and then how do you create great or how have you created greater awareness? A few things. One is making the truth the most important thing because if you align with the truth, you want to know the truth. And if you don't align with the truth, if you find comfort, if you find uh, easiness, if you find blame and hiding out, if those are higher values than truth, you're probably not going to want to look at the shadow material. You're probably not even going to start having that self-awareness. So first and foremost, aligning and dedicating yourself to finding out what the truth is about yourself is paramount. Yeah. To be comfortable with the truth. And, yeah, to be comfortable with the truth, and even if it's terrifying, the second thing is courage because you're going to see things that you don't want to see if you're looking for the truth. And it's not always going to be easy. Mm. If you can... Feel that fear. And if you say, yeah, this is this is terrifying. Look at this thing I've been doing my whole life and this pain and suffering I've caused myself and others. Most people don't want to look at that, which is why most people never change it and nothing changes around that area in their life. But if you can find that courage and you're committed to learning that truth, that is going to take you so far rather yeah. than not wanting to even feel the fear to begin with. Mm-hmm. So... What, I mean, what practices do you have? Like, do you get people to do meditation, mindfulness meditation? Is there things like that that you help people with to become more aware so they can face the truth and, and take that courage? Yeah, there's a few things. There is yeah. what I call somatic meditation. So most people uh, try to quiet the mind with their mind, with their head. A lot of people are meditating from their head. They're trying to stop their thoughts with their thoughts with their mind. And I found something incredibly more effective, which is somatic meditation. We're finding the stillness. We're finding that silence, not through the head, but through the body. 
And so we have meditations on movement. We actually get people to feel and do different movements in their body to bring them to that center, to bring that awareness. Okay, what is your right hand versus your left hand feel? And just starting with these somatic awarenesses of the body, start to cultivate even deeper levels of self-awareness. Wow, yeah. It's, it's a doorway. It's an entry point. Makes sense, yeah. Is that something you can pick up through a few sessions with you guys or is it something you can you got YouTube videos or tutorials on that sort of thing? Yeah, eventually, yeah, we're yeah. going to be having some some YouTube videos of somatic meditations. Yeah, cool. I've done some um, – there's an app called Insight Timer where right. I, I teach certain uh, somatic meditation classes. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Yeah. So you've got a website there, uh, Andrew? Yeah, yeah, andrewdaniel.org. AndrewDaniel.org. And yep. Yep, andrewdaniel.org. And from there is also – uh, my book, there's the Cinesomatics website, cinesomatics.org, which talks about the actual, that modality, um, because Cinesomatics is just one of 18 chapters in mm. the book. So I talk about a lot of different things, uh, and the movement stuff is just one piece. Yeah, okay. So what I love about the story is that it's, uh, you know, you said at the start, it's your purpose now to do this and help others, right? Yeah, it saved my life. I was homeless twice. I, I had pennies in my bank account. Mm. And um, after about f- many, many years of doing this and other stuff and starting my business for like the third time, it's now actually successful. Now I'm actually helping people in their own life. Uh, so it's very fulfilling. Never give up. <laughs> I had no I had no choice. I mean, I literally said, I either we'll do this or I will die trying. Mm-hmm. And I almost died a few times, but I didn't. And uh, here we are. And it's just yeah, but you amazing. often find people that, you know, gone through the journey that you've gone, become those people to help people in that spot. Because that's yeah, exactly what you're searching for to get out of. There's other people like you in the world. Yeah. And if you would have asked me when I was young, if this is what I was going to be doing in my life, I would have not answered it. No, no, of course, yeah. What, what, um, what in particular parts of your life do you feel gave you that courage to keep going despite being homeless, despite failing? There was always this voice. There was always this voice inside of me that said, this is not your destiny. This, this is not all there is. And I literally just had that voice of inside of me when I was being bullied, picked on, crying myself to sleep, sleeping in my car, when I was in the back of police cars, when I had no money, uh, and just these t- terrible, awful stuff. I, that's all I had left. It's like, just keep going. There's nothing else you can do. Um, either that or you die. And there has to be something else. Mm. That voice, that's a powerful voice. Not everyone gets that, that, uh, that voice. Really? Yeah. It saved my life many times. Well, there's obviously something bigger there that you were, you were gunning for. Huh? Yeah. And I, and I couldn't see it. I, and this, this, is, this is what I would say is faith to me. 
believing in something that you have no rational reason to believe in. Mm-hmm. And that's what that voice was. All of the evidence around me was saying, Andrew, you're a loser. You're failing. Um, you're smart and you are very capable, but you're just not doing it. You just can't do it. And um, nobody likes you. You're unwanted, undesirable, even despite successes. And um, all I had was going back to that of saying, all of this evidence says this. I, I just, <laughs> I believe it. There's this part of myself that's buying into all of these stories, but there was still this really quiet whisper of, "That's there's more. This this isn't it. This isn't who you are." Mm, we're going to accept it. Yeah, nice, nice one, mate. Well, congratulations on the book. Thank you so much. We'll stick the link in the show notes for everyone listening out there, so you can pick up a copy. Awaken to your true self. Check out Andrew at andrewdaniel.org as well. Connect with him there and learn more about his work. Thanks for coming on and sharing today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Guys, check it out, the Hidden Why podcast. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwhy.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcasts. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is Lee Manutzi until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon